Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for joining me for the recap this week. I'm always excited to have you tuning in. I want to say a quick thank you to Kathy Harishni for joining me. Thank you, Kathy. It was great to just have that time with you and get to know you a little bit better. And I was really excited about all your little Reno connections. <laughs> Did not see that coming. So that was really awesome. Guys, it's always so funny to see what resonates with everybody. You know, it's seldom the things that you think it's going to be. Um, but you know what? That's the beauty of this podcast. You just let God take it wherever he's going to take it. Uh, I wanted to just share a little bit. Uh, surprisingly, you know, I, I say things sometimes just off the cuff. And I... I most of the time I can't remember what I said, but <laughs> others remember it. And it, it's the thing that jumped out uh, over the recording for people. And that was the fact that I said that the story of our lives are really, it's really God still writing the Bible. He's just writing it on the, on the, on the hearts of our, on the template of our lives. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe that to be true. I, I'm so very grateful that I have the holy word of God that I can pick up and turn to and and be inspired and motivated and convicted by the lives of Moses and Rahab and Ruth and Naomi and all of these people. But I think we forget that they are just that, people. You know, we look at them as heroes in the faith or, you know, all these incredibly spiritual people. But if you think back when they were walking the walk, they were just regular Joes, just like the rest of us, trying to figure out how to be what God was calling them to be and how to do what he wanted them to do, how to surrender their lives. So when I say that our lives, that he is still writing the Bible, but he's doing it, you know, it's not being penned and put inside of a book anymore. Instead, it's literally every life that surrenders itself to him. God is using it and writing out on um, the, the, the holy word based on the decisions that we make or don't make. And I, I do believe that to be true. I'm, I'm so very thankful that, my goodness, God sees us worthy of being used. You know, and if you think scripturally, not everyone is seen in a positive light. So, You know, some of the darkest times in your life might be the story that God wants to to highlight for someone to to read or come across and and, and glean from. So it it just goes back to the tagline, we don't get to choose our testimony. You know, I know that if you're anything like me, the last thing I want to do is highlight the ugly stuff. (laughs) You know, the world has taught us to put your best forward. You always want to put your best face out there. That's the whole premise of social media. You know, is everybody showing the best of what they have? When we know in reality, that's not everyday life. 
but that's how we that's how we roll that's how we dwell right and God is saying really in many ways just the opposite I don't want you to choose what you're going to put forward I want you to put forward whatever it is I have you going through right now and sometimes mm, it ain't pretty <laughs> I remember when my book first came out and um I'll never forget it because I didn't see it coming. You know how you try to anticipate what you think people might say? I anticipated a lot of things, but I didn't anticipate this. As one sister said, you know, she didn't finish the book. She only read like first half of it or a third of it. And then she said, I just had to put it away because I don't want to see you like that. And it, it, it threw me. I just didn't expect that, you know? And I was like, what do you mean? I don't want to see you like that. She said, I don't, I don't like that BJ. I want to, I like the BJ that's standing in front of me now. And I walked away, you know, feeling some kind of something, something. <laughs> so I had to sit with God on that for a moment. And, you know, what God revealed to me was, I don't want people to only see the good side of BJ. I don't want them to only see BJ, the BJ that has been healed because then you don't understand what I've come from. You don't, and not, not because of glory to me, but because you're missing out on the glory of God. If all you see is BJ standing firmly in her right mind, but yet you didn't go through, it's like, you know, the, the man who was demon possessed. If you didn't see him cutting himself and sitting in a cave and, you know, people are like, oh, stay away from that guy. He's a little wacky. If you don't know that part of the story, then the part of him being healed doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? It doesn't stand out. It doesn't carry the weight that it carries when you realize from what God brought him from. And that's it. You know, I it hurt my heart because basically what she was saying is I don't want to see what God brought you from. I just want to see what he what he's brought you to. And guys, I think so many of us whether it's it's uh we're conscious of it or not, we just want people to see what God has brought us to. We don't want them to see that there was a time we would barely pick up a Bible. We don't want them to see that there was a time that alcohol got us through the day. <laughs> you know, we want them to see how I love the Lord. He heard my, my cry. But if they can see the other side, then they can see the power of God. Not just at work in your life, but it gives them hope for what he can do and will do in their lives if they too surrender. And I just, you know, I, I just wanted to share that with you because that is God writing the Bible today using the stories of our lives. That's why it's so important that we share what we're going through. That's why it's so important that we don't hide when things aren't pretty. You know, there's always a why. You know, God, why do I go through this? God, why do you let me suffer through this? He's saying, I'm writing the scriptures and you don't know it now, but it is going to be powerful for helping someone else get through. You know, I can guarantee you that Moses didn't quite understand the magnitude of his testimony 
while he was walking through it. I guarantee you Noah didn't get it. Rahab absolutely did not get the magnitude of their story until after the fact. Sometimes we just got to get through it. (laughs) You know, stop trying to figure it out in the moment and we just have to get through it because then we can come to the other side of things and look at it, look back and go, oh, the power of my God. That brings about the praise that we all did, that, that God so deserves. And we all need to be falling on our knees and giving. But that only comes, guys, when we are willing to allow our lives to be the living scripture. You know how we, I pray that we do anyway, we hold the scripture in high esteem. We honor it. Very rarely, you know, we just pick up the Bible and stomp on it and rip up pages and toss it around. I know there are some people who feel that way. But for those of us who believe, those of us who are believers, there's a respect for the Word of God. What if we had that same respect for our lives because it too is the word of God. Stop ripping pages out of the story of your life. <laughs> I said that way because I did. I There were pages, there were chapters in which I'm like, ooh, I ain't going to be talking about this no time soon. And it's the very things that God used and is using to help others. So we need to stop ripping pages out of the story of our lives. We've got to stop being ashamed of the things that we have gone through. Because the the, the key word in that sentence is through. We've passed on. It should have no, no, no grip on us, no hold on us anymore. Are you ashamed of the testimony that God has given you? If so, I pray that I can, this week, if nothing else, help you to reframe that. Help you to look at it instead and see if I am the, 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 the living, walking, breathing scripture of today, then let me stand in it boldly. Let me be that. Let me be the one that Jesus had to chastise because Peter wasn't quite where he needed to be. Let me be that because that's not how he ended It's okay not to have it all together. It's okay not to quite be there. But we have to embrace, guys, who we are. Anyway, BJ Tangent, but I love the fact that so many of you commented on the fact that, yes, we really are God's scriptures today, living and breathing. And, oh, man, that will change everything everything. Anyway, let's move on. I talked about, or I wanted to talk about, you know, with Kathy. I'm so very grateful. I I love seeing things through the lens of other people (laughs) because we're just very different. I'm very much the creative type. I feel a lot of things. I may not always talk about what I'm feeling, but I feel a lot of things. You know, with Kathy, who is, uh, she's a scientist, you know, she's got that scientific brain. She's very uh, literal. She's very practical. And it helps me when I hear from people like that. 
to see that we don't all, you know, decipher things, decipher things the same way. We don't all deal with things the same way, but there is another way. And I love just listening to her share about um, um, ministry disappointments. Anybody who's been in any church, I don't care what church you've passed through, you've had ministry disappointments. We call it today church hurts. We have to learn how to maneuver through, how to navigate um, through our church hurts. Because if not, we give power to those hurts for the rest of our lives. And so for those of us who are feelers, I feel a lot, we can get stuck mm, more so probably than most. Because we it, it, it hurts, it cuts deep. Versus those who are thinkers. Now, it still it messes you up too. <laughs> you ain't off the hook. It messes you up too because you get caught up in your head. But I love how she managed to, to, to walk through it and see that the problem wasn't necessarily her. Neither was the problem the ministry, but the way of the ministry. You know, when she talked about a ministry, it's kind of like, like, a, like a person, and it goes through growing pains. You know, you go through the infant stage and the, the adolescent stage and your teen years and young adult, and that's all true. And depending on where your ministry was at at the time in which you needed them most, it's likely you have some hurt. You, it's likely you had some disappointment. But at some point, guys, we all have to grow up, right? Whether it's us or our churches that we're in and change our ways. Learn from the mistakes and change our ways. And that is what I hope is taking place right now within my church family is that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're learning some things. And if not, I pray that each of us individually can be grown up enough to know when this is either no more, this is either no longer healthy for me and I need to shift or I need to speak. But just find your words. I work with kids every day trying to help them find their words. And I think for many of us, that's really what we need to do. This hurt me. This doesn't work for me. But don't dwell there. Just be able to speak your truth and move on. You know, I've known Kathy the whole time I've known Kathy, actually. She's been single. I didn't even know she had been married. I just happened to ask that question randomly. And I know that she has battled through, just like all the singles that I know. My husband and I, we led the singles ministry for a long time. It, it's It's hard. It's hard to be looked upon as almost second-class citizens just because you're single. And I know the average leader would never say that's true, but it's true. (laughs) You know, people feel it, mainly because you're not investing in them. And that's what she was saying. She wasn't complaining. She was just saying, I love, I think she mentioned that it was an untapped resource. The singles ministry is an untapped resource. And until we invest in it, it's never going to go anywhere. 
It's never going to become all that it can be, but yet we're never going to invest in it if we don't believe that it is worthy of that. And as I listened back to her her, her lesson, her testimony this week, it, it hurt my heart. Not because of Kathy, because I feel like she's fared very well. But because of all of those who I know have not. You know, all of those who I know are hurting deeply. Because people haven't believed in them. You know, I compare it to, I'm, I'm a woman of color. I know what it's like to be marginalized. I know what it's like to hey, walk into a store and you know someone's following you and watching you because they don't believe that you are capable <laughs> of being in this store and purchasing, purchasing and buying anything. So you must be preparing to steal something. I know what it's like to feel less than. And I believe we have a lot of brothers and sisters feeling that same way. And it breaks my heart because it doesn't bring any glory to God. I wonder how many tears God cries over how we treat each other. Not necessarily intentionally, but whether it's intentional or not, we do still have to grow and change. So no matter what stage we may have been in as a ministry, well, I'm sorry I did that. I was just in my adolescent years. Okay, well, now you're not. What are you going to do differently? Okay, well, I'm sorry that happened, but at that time I was in my teen years. Okay, but now you're not. What are you going to do differently? So I look at that and I go, guys, oh, people are asking for is that you change your way. Acknowledge and change your way. I don't know why that's so difficult. I know it is. (laughs) It takes a lot of humility. But that's what everyone's looking for. When I'm working with my kiddos, all they want to do is be like everybody else. They want to be treated like everybody else. They want to be cared about like everybody else. They want to feel that their lives matter. And just because they're living in poverty, it doesn't make them less than everybody else. But they feel it, they see it, and I don't know why we think somehow we're, you know, covering something up. I actually had, I don't know if I should share this, (laughs) but I will. We had a school, you know, here in the district that the boiler, the boiler broke down. And we can get some really cold winters. We had a long, cold winter. And the school district kept saying, well, we need a part in order to come out and fix the furnace. Sorry, we don't have that right now. So we had these babies. I call them babies because that's what they are to me sitting out in the hallway. I'm sorry, they were all huddled in the library together with blankets that we brought out just so that they can be warm while they're trying to learn. The whole school. They're all huddled together in the library while the teachers are trying to teach them because it was the only room that had heat 
and I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that was the case. And we kept calling the district and calling the district, and we kept getting the same answer. We need to order the part, and then we'll be able to come out and fix it. I'm going, but when is that going to happen? These kids are sitting in a classroom or trying to. That's 45 degrees. When will the part arrive? What can we do? Now you can look at that and go, well, BJ, they were trying. I guarantee you, if it was one of our wealthier schools, they would have figured out a way to make it happen. Or they would have canceled school because it wasn't wise to have those babies sitting in the freezing cold. It's things like that that makes you feel that you are unworthy of what others are worthy of. And I believe a lot of our singles have felt that. And because of that, I apologize on behalf of all ministries because I know, and I'm not ministry bashing, I'm just ministry reality. We've all done it. I pray that we are crossing over, if not already crossed over, that place. And now we're truly seeing people for the incredible children of God that they are. Anyway, a BJ side note, BJ tangent. Lastly, guys, the thing that really stood out, it was just the cutest thing. We talked about her service dog. (laughs) I know you couldn't see it, but I could see him. And he was the cutest thing lying there on the floor at her feet while she shared with me. But it was just so beautiful because I loved it when she said service is all he knows. That's what he's been trained for. That's his life. And it just hit me. I was like, wow, God, that is what you want us to be able to say. Service to you is all I know. That's what I've been trained for. I am here to serve you. When he didn't have on his little service vest and all that, she said, you know, he's just a dog. He just looked like a dog, just like every other dog. But the minute you put that vest on him, he knew exactly what his purpose was. Isn't that what God wants to say about us? We're just people. There's nothing special about us. I'm no greater than the other sinner walking across the street. But... When I clothe myself in Christ, I now have a purpose and I know exactly what that purpose is. I am his and he is mine. She was so thrilled to have her service dog because he guides her, he walks for her, he leads her. And guys, I believe God smiles when we do just that. Wear your clothes. Allow yourself to be clothed in Christ. I, I'm so, you know, we're, the emperor has no clothes on. I think we, we walk through life <laughs> as Christian emperors with no clothes on. And God is saying, clothe yourself. Know your purpose. Know why you're here. Know that you are representing me. And we will do this as it should be done. That's what it means to align yourself with God. I know my friends hear me talk about aligning myself with God all the time. That's BJ's word. 
but that's what it is. Do you know your purpose? Are you clothed in service to God? Or are you fighting God, dressing yourself, going where you want to go, doing what you want to do, when he is trying to train you? Yes, harness you, but not hurt you and allow you to be the greatest service to him you can possibly be. Anyway, those are my thoughts this week, guys. I'm just so very grateful. You know, again, I I just loved leaving it with the little service dog (laughs) because truthfully, isn't that who and what we are? We hate to use the word, the term dog, because we somehow make it sound like it's something negative and derogatory, but I don't mean it that way. I simply mean that dog belongs to Kathy, and Kathy belongs to him. That dog belongs to Kathy, and Kathy belongs to him. They're in service to each other. They care for each other. They protect each other. And they love each other. That's what I want my God to be able to say about BJ. You are in service to me. You belong to me. I belong to you. We love each other. We protect each other because we are one and the same together. Guys, I love you and I thank you so much for spending this time with me this week. Until next week, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out. In this week's episode, meet worship leader Shay Watson. Great friend, unbelievably talented. He has endured life on many levels. Army man, drug addiction, PTSD, multiple marriages, all in search of what he called fixes. Until he finally stumbled upon the final fix. We call this episode, Sweetly Broken, The Final Fix. Withholding Nothing, the podcast for the soul. Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul.